This post-apocalyptic podcast contains some foul language, dark humor, and depictions of well-warranted violence. You have been warned. Proceed through the vault door at your own risk. to you, arriving at a brand new school in a brand new neighborhood on the first day, you don't know a single person. You want to get acquainted, but you don't quite know how to go about it. You decide to wait a while and see what happens. Uh-oh. Hi, you live here, aren't you? Remember the last school? Maybe these three are here to pick a fight. You have to be careful. Watch it to you. That was the wrong thing to say. You thought they were troublemakers, and because of the way you answered, they now think you are a troublemaker. today. Beautiful weather. Outlook is promising. Country roads take me home. Gonna dig a shallow grave. West Virginia. Stop playback. Resume recording. But here... In this place, the dead don't stay dead, do they? I didn't know it then, but giving in and killing that son of a bitch was the start of a long line of... (coughs) Mistakes. Damn. Internal bleeding. Whatever he did to me, stim packs no longer work. But I'll have the last laugh. I remember when... Shit. Who's there? delivery and an insultogram. By the way, your mother's a whore. Yeah, that's real original, tough guy. Who's it from? Look, buddy, I just deliver the packages and sing the message. Don't bust my balls. I'm opening the door. Any funny business and I'll turn you into a toaster. Oh, that's a good one. Did your mom tell you that joke, or did you find it on a perk card bubblegum wrapper? God, I hate robots. What's in the box? Insultogram song engaged, initiating playback. I heard that you were feeling blue, bleeding and sad, we're almost through. Your mom is dead, and so's your dad. Here's a box of dicks from your good friend, Chad. Insultogram has been delivered. 
have a miserable day. Hey, you tell him we're not done yet, you hear me? You give him that message from me. Is, what even is this? Oh, that's, that's disgusting. Where would you even find? Uh, just a few more hours and this will be all over. Keep it together, Simon. Chad came back. But then you probably figured that out by now. I understand why we all come back now. But it wasn't long before karma, or just bad luck, made me learn that lesson the hard way. Stop recording. Seek journal entry. Seek entry, day 46. Appalachia, day 46. Uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit and hazy. I slept terribly. It was a nightmarish and restless sleep. I dreamt of people I do not know sleeping in my bed and posing for pictures in my house. Strangers crouching over my sleeping form and teabagging me while I floated in a dark void. I awoke this morning parched and miserable. The food situation is getting dire. Breakfast this morning consisted of sucking the last glucose-covered sugar bomb flakes out of that t-shirt I found in a trash can in Grafton. I also found some bobby pins, a paper cup, and a wrench in there, none of which were helpful. I stashed a few containers of cram for safekeeping in the can before leaving the area. I must find a steady supply of food, and soon. After repairing my blown-out walls... I'll set out this afternoon to try and find Chad's camp to reclaim some of the supplies that started going missing soon after he arrived. On the way, I'll pass his grave. Well, I say grave. Anyway, my bigger concern is an unexpected development. Glancing at my Pip-Boy this morning, I notice that it has begun broadcasting my position region-wide. It appears that someone or something has placed a bounty on me. Me. I attempted to gain access to the interior of the Pip-Boy, but this thing is practically impregnable. I can't open the casing with any means I have to try and disable this broadcasting signal. I've heard tales of vault experimental vaults, but who on earth could have seen what I did? Who could have known? We were alone, weren't we? weren't we? He's gone. He's fucking gone. The grave. Empty. It can't be scavengers. I looked carefully, and I couldn't see any tracks in the area. None. That rules out any sort of wildlife dragging him off somewhere. He was dead. Chad was dead. I put two rounds into his head. He had no head left. Stone cold dead. It's almost as if some unholy force resurrected him. But that... That can't... That, that doesn't make any sense. He was dead. Appalachia. 
Day 46 continued. I chugged a few bottles of beer. Calmer now. I'm buzzed, but I can think clearer. I made it to Grafton late this afternoon, and the trash can I stashed my cram in was completely empty. On the return trip, on a whim, I began searching for Chad's camp. Spotting some light about a half mile from my camp, I crouched and crept up, unsure if death would be awaiting me. There was no sign of anything having been disturbed. My supplies weren't there, but I did find a single stim pack, a few canned coffees, and a paper bag with a scrawled note inside. It was a map and coordinates to a nearby diner with a fully functioning food dispenser. Chad must have been planning on ransacking it, but didn't get the chance. I shall strike out tomorrow morning in search of much-needed food. The sky is growing dark in the west. The sunset is a livid blood red. It's beautiful, but somehow ominous. The empty trash can. The empty grave. Appalachia, day 47, 62 degrees Fahrenheit, and hungry. It's pie. A perfectly preserved piece of pie. Not irradiated or spoiled or found obscenely and impossibly in the folds of skin on a mole rat. A piece of delicate pie with flawless pink frosting. While the machine appears functional, it employs a Machiavellian tension arm. I'm on my eighth hour attempting to retrieve this pie, but it's just a matter of time. Oh man, I can practically taste that pie now. It reminds me of mom. Appalachia, day 51. It's there. It's right there. Pie. Why won't you grab it? Are you broken? Are you taunting me? I want the pie, please. I'm so hungry. Eat some raw mole rat meat. Radworms now. Fuck Chad. A pie laka day. What day is pie? Pie, pee, pie, po, pum. Please, won't you pie, please? So tired. Must keep pie. The health low. Tired. I just need pie. I wonder, will I dream? Honey, I'm home. I'm in the kitchen, Jim. Say, what's that amazing aroma? Why, it's my plump and delicious pie. Ooh, gee whiz, Susan, that's one moist-looking pie. But what's the occasion? Well, Jim, lately I've noticed you sneaking next door every time Miss Robbins takes her pie out. But, Susan... 
a man should eat pie in his own home, served up piping hot. Here, try this. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. Look at all those plump and flaky layers. What's your secret? A lady never talks about her pie, Jim. Just try a bite. Mmm. 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 Poor mouthful of tastes. Mmm. Incredible. Mmm. So perfect. Just one juicy bite, and even the neighbors won't stop eating my pie. Mmm. Mm. Wait till the fellas down at the office hear about this. I have enough pie for all of them, Jim. Invite them over tomorrow evening. I'll make sure you land that big promotion. Oh, Susan. Yes, Jim? Your pie is perfect. Yes, I know. And ladies, between you and me, the secret is all in the box. Ask your grocer for new perfectly preserved pie mix from Whamco. Where? How the f- how the, how the hell did I get here? It's still recording. What day? Appalachia Day 53? So... Not dead, I guess. I feel revitalized. I'm sitting on the concrete right outside Vault 76. 82 miles away from where I slipped into unconsciousness. I felt myself die. No light. No tunnel. Just a store with cheery elevator music and overpriced attire and custom paints for my clothing and items in my home. Pictures and portraits. It was dark and terrible. Now I'm alive again. No, really, what the f***? Appalachia, day 55. After two days of walking and filled with unanswered questions, I returned to the diner where I gasped my last breath. In the spot where my life ebbed away was a simple paper lunch bag. The pie was gone. Opening the paper bag, I found, impossibly, over 200 pounds of scrap metal. I kept pulling it out and pulling it out. It's a perverse and impossible distortion of all known laws of physics. Since Reclamation Day, I have seen floating heads, former vault dwellers gliding across the ground as if riding an invisible bicycle, levitating trash cans. I heard dogs barking in my ears, babies crying and potato chips being eaten, noises from an undetermined source. But this, this is the equivalent of a dumpster bin of junk stuffed into a 6 by 10 inch paper lunch bag. My head hurts. Appalachia, day 58. 71 degrees Fahrenheit, clear and bright. Back at camp, finally. A bounty still on my head. It's been weeks now and there's been no sign of my friends Jake or Amada. Frustratingly, I've seen other members of the vault scattered throughout the state. My attempts at contacting them have been wrought with irritation. It's unclear if exposure to residual radiation has destroyed their vocal cords, 
But a friendly gesture such as gifting life essentials at their feet in a paper bag is met with their hands forming a, a heart. And then they jump up and down at unusual heights before running off at a 45-degree angle, not taking anything out of the bag. My attempts to form both family and community for ensured mutual survival continue. Appalachia, day 59. 68 degrees Fahrenheit and rainy. I've planted a few items, but the land is unforgiving. I constructed a much improved yet meager shack out of scrap wood to provide shelter from the elements. Inexplicably, I can't attach one wall to another. And for some reason, the building will explode randomly before quietly putting itself back together. I'm concerned that the ongoing case of radworms is causing visual hallucinations. I think that... Hey! Oh, hey! No, no, I'm, I'm just recording a journal. <laughs> Grab a seat by the fire. I'm just heating up some dog food. You're welcome, too. Hang on, let me, let me just shut this off. Back at the goddamned vault, day 60. A visitor had stopped by my camp yesterday evening. For a brief moment, I felt that this isolation would finally end. However, after sharing a meal, he proceeded to punch me in the face and groin violently and repeatedly until I lost consciousness. I'm back outside 76, again. I left a bag of my stool at the entrance and will spend the next two days walking back to my camp. I am, however, bounty free. Way back on July 16th, 1945, one of the fathers of the Atomic Age, Robert J. Oppenheimer, watched in wonder as the first atomic test lit up the sky and changed the world. He's said to have whispered something that's always been a haunting quote of mine. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I intend to find tactical nuclear devices as soon as possible and turn this entire place into glass. This is Kenneth Vigue. Before we close this episode, I want to give you a number, 5,000. As of this airing, over 5,000 people listened to the first podcast about a struggling hero named Simon and his dogged arch-rival Chad. I've never done a podcast before or an audio production of any kind, so the response has been amazing. The cost of production is 100% out of pocket, and with some urging, I have set up a Patreon page for those of you who would like to help me out a little, but there is no obligation to do so. Two amazing people have done so, so far. Amy Quintard and Ian Prickett. A humble thank you. By the time you hear this, episode three will be in production, and I'm going ahead with a full season of stories for you. As long as you're listening, I'll keep spinning tales. Follow us on Facebook, and please show your love with likes, shares, and comments. I'll see you in the wasteland.
it's your bestest girl, Rose, coming at you up from top of the world. Now it's time for your local traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever. So if all you squares wanted to hear more totally sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast. The Modus Files. Whatever that's supposed to be. On Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh. They're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose. Raiders rule! You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.